welcome to the Tech Ranch. Now, here is your host, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. We were talking AI, and uh, like, you've... Oh my goodness, I've been inundated. You've had a bunch of people with questions, yeah. so we know people listen to the show. That's right. Yes, that's, that's right. the upside. Right. But we're talking AI, and you're talking about, but it's not really going to take jobs. They're just going to transition or right. transform, and, right. and that'll be over time. Actually, I watched a thing on the news this morning, which... It seems like people jump in with both feet on the next best thing technology-wise. And now I'm starting to see some swing back. They were doing an expose on which is better, gas or electric cars, vehicles. And now that pendulum, it swung way over to, yep, electric, blah, 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 blah. And then they started having a discussion about hybrid. And then what meets your personal needs the best and then if I actually saw reporters yeah sometimes gas is better yeah or diesel or yeah so balance yep. we always preach balance ai is the same thing there, there, there's going to be this big onrush of ai and then it'll check itself and it'll go wait a minute practical application has to get thought into the process as well and now explain yourself. <laughs> All right. And I will say every day right now, I see another AI that's come out online that will write for you and do all this other stuff. That's going to be the first practical thing that we're using publicly, I think. Simple. It's not so simple. But for everyday usage things, yes. there's going to be little niches and then some inroads and improvements. So when you're talking AI, we're not talking tomorrow you're out of a job because that smart computer right. is going to take over. Right. But you could make that case, but I there's so many things we got to talk about here. So I guess I'm just going to back up a little bit, lay some framework down, and then so people can Put understand the foundation in, yeah, about where we're going and why I think that the job creation scenario is going to skyrocket as opposed to eliminate jobs. Now, yes, I think some jobs are going to get eliminated. And I remember back when in the manufacturing side, robotics was a big thing, especially in the auto industry. And they started going, wait a minute, everybody was afraid of these robots are going to take over and make everybody's car or truck and everybody's going to lose jobs. That didn't happen. No, you're in a factory, and you just might not be putting the fender on anymore. Right. You're going to oversee the robot putting the fender on. You're not picking up the frame with a couple other guys and moving it over to a different assembly line. A robot's going to do that. You might be overseeing that robot do its work now, or whatever it is that you're getting transitioned to, and you're the best choice for that because you've been putting fenders on for the last 25 years, so you know how it's supposed to look, how it's supposed to be fastened. You're the best choice for that company. Just call me Freddie Fender. Keep that, there you go. <laughs> keep that job. So you're going to oversee it as opposed to, but the wonderful thing is that the efficiencies get better. The product gets better because it's always, it's consistently being applied. Well, so, in, in theory, when you get efficiencies and improvements and streamlining production process, a la Henry Ford, prices should come down. Well, it really hasn't happened. But. With cars, maybe not, but with look at television. Right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I remember when big screen, t- first of it was the, I forget which the per- first technology was, but then the flat screen, and they yeah. got thinner. And they. I remember I was at with some country friend of mine in country music world, and he had to sing at an event for ESPN and at the Alabama-Texas Rose Bowl game. And this was back in 2010 or 11. I Sony had a 120-inch flat-screen TV 
in the VIP booth on the sidelines of the stadium. So tented area is a better picture than watching the game live. It, it, unbelievably better. It. Yeah. it was that thick. And if yeah. you're listening on the radio, it's a half an inch. This is back in 2010. And I asked him, how much? Okay, I got to ask. $120,000 TV. Yeah. It's 120 inches. Yeah. Like a thousand bucks a yeah. foot. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, but, but what, look what that's come down. Right. That same TV today for that 120 inch screen, oh, which is now more efficient. thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing. You can't tell me, you can't make the case to me that the products, the raw materials that go into making that television have gone down in price. No. There's no way that has happened. So the only thing that's happened is the cost of putting it together. Economies of scale came into play, the efficiencies of making all the chips and everything that goes in there, the screen, all of this stuff got cheaper because efficiencies came Yeah, together. instead of a small plant making this one TV, now you've got a large plant or yes. multiple plants yes. making this product. And you have robots and everything right. else making this stuff for you. The first television was $3,800 in 19... 19- LED, whatever. Yeah. No, I'm going back oh, to back Imagine what that would have cost in today's dollars. $3,800? Can you look? That was black and white. It cost more than a car to get a television. I remember growing up, we had four channels, ABC, NBC, CBS, it was and a big PBS. Deal. I remember taking a loan out to buy a television when I came out of high school because I wanted to have this, because I wanted to watch HBO, and I wanted this 26-inch whatever it was. <laughs> and I took a loan out to buy that television. Who would even think about doing that nowadays? For a limited number of channels. That's the other part of that. Yep. A very limited number of channels. But that, that I, I remember back in college, everybody had a Best Buy card because they had to have a TV and the stereo that went with it. And, yep. and I'm thinking, wow, what we got for that money back then at 18% interest rate. It's just, <laughs> it's crazy. just incredible how things have changed so much. So I expect the same thing is going to happen with artificial intelligence and our jobs and everything else. Because these plants that are making these TVs, for example, employ many people. I mean, it, this, it's not just a robotic plant that's just spitting these things out. So in a couple a of weeks, of you people. and I could be here having the same conversation, and we're not here. That's correct. We are here, folks, by the way. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. But I did put in for my, <laughs> my... I do have an AI, by the way. Really? My own avatar that actually sounds almost like me. It's not it quite the same. Taller and better looking? That's pretty easy. That's <laughs> <laughs> very easy. It's actually built little, for TV, not radio. A little more hair, a little more, yeah, a little skinnier. So prefacing the whole bagels. thing is going back, and you, we've got the other examples of different pro, different technologies out there that have not taken jobs. There are some different jobs that come out of those areas, yes. though. So yeah. that's the difference. Yeah, and I think you're going to see... Just a great amount of other types of opportunities for people, just like the gentleman who put fenders on cars for years and now a robot's doing it, but he's overseeing that. Yeah, played football at UND. He, uh, that's why he paid for school. Was, was blackjack. Yeah, you go wow. make seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a week playing blackjack. I'll play two hands right. against a dealer, and that's right. fine. Because but, you don't know what the person yeah, is going to do. Yeah, or you want to eliminate yeah. as many variables as possible, right. which is what AI does. Yep, yep. Yeah. See, it's a segue, so, yeah. Yeah. We're talking about AI. I'm sure we'll talk about some other things later. I'm not, I don't know. It just depends on how in-depth we get into this, but it's very interesting. So 
Generative AI is a branch of artificial intelligence, and I'm just reading from a thing here, that deals with the creation of new content by employing machine learning. So this can take the form of written text, images, music, or even videos. And this is probably the big deal that everybody's all hyped up about now, and that is like ChatGPT, Dolly, which is D-A-L-E, on Dolly 2 is now the... And then Dream Studio is another one that's been coming out. And these types of artificial intelligence. So I'll pick on Dolly, for example. So yesterday was National Bagel Day, okay? And it was also National Hat Day. And one of the challenges that I've had with National Day Calendar for a long time is that official image that comes out every day that reflects all the different national days that are going on that day. So I've typed into Dolly, create a photograph of a bagel dancing with a hat on. And in, <laughs> within seconds, I get three or four images that come back of bagels with a top hat or other, what other thing. Do oh. that from a marketing perspective, oh, what, what you can do on marketing. Right? Yeah. It, because, oh, hey, I'm going to open up a bagel shop and I need a dancing bagel with a top hat as my... Wow. In my account, it knows that I have Tech Tuesday on Tuesdays, right? So it knows this and it knows that you and I do this together so then it creates an email based on the fact that I'm not going to be able to be in the studio next week on Tuesday and sends this to you. Dear Steve, I have somewhere better to be. <laughs> <laughs> the Thanks, end. AI. The end. And I can't be mad at you. It's the AI. <laughs> That's right. So, for example, a lot of people will get in a minor dispute and they'll have their attorney draft yes. a letter. You could have a t attorney quality letter drafted by your AI. Yes. That's correct. At less than a hundred and some odd dollar right. billable hours. And your attorney probably in the same breath probably hates to do these things. They would rather be working on more other more significant stuff. I get so disrupted by everyday Busy little things work. that I do yeah. for other people that I don't get to the bigger projects that I really want to be working on. Not that I think that's a bad thing because I appreciate that people want to do business with me, but there are better ways probably to do some of these things now. And ChatGPT allows that. That's I correct. need a letter to my landlord yep. for concerning this lease and you put the parameters in. Yep. So then you move to work, which is what we're getting to here. Like yeah, you said, yeah. it's busy work. Yeah. So clear yeah. probably. Yeah. And I don't know about that. I think that this just makes their job a lot. It makes, they can create things a lot quicker. There are AIs for attorneys right now. So Imagine the the research that used to have to go into finding other cases that make your case, right? Because the attorney has these tools, and even if they charge you $2,000 because they have to pay for the software to do this, you're still money way ahead. And the speed that this process can save everybody is just fantastic. Which means, in this case, an attorney can take on a bigger caseload. Now, because of this, now I can create four or five or six stories because a lot of the research can be done for me by my AI instead. So I think it, it just allows you to create more, allows you to be more efficient at your job, those type of things. You'll have this going, and this is starting to go on right now, because Google now, I mean, they, they've issued a red flag alert for their company because they considered these type of chatbots and artificial intelligence as a significant threat to the Google search engine scenario, because what do you use a search engine for mostly? To find stuff. Information. Right? There might be times that you're trying to buy something or whatever, but it's about information. And you'll type in what's the weather like in, in Bismarck, North Dakota in January, right? And you'll get a bunch of different sites that will come up and show you this. Like I, can ask, I can ask the same thing <laughs> to ChatGPT, and it'll just give me the answer. I don't have to go searching anymore. I'll just get the answer for it. So, so 
it speeds up that process. And Google knows this, and they're actually coming out now, and stuff that's written by ChatGPT, for example, they actually have a parameter that they've already put in place that, that tells Google that this was generated by artificial intelligence. And my guess is that they're going to start Blocking discounting. Or... I don't know. Now, if I came to you and gave you a tool and said, hey, you can create your app and it's only going to cost $500. All of a sudden, you've just, because I can go into chat GPT and give it the parameters for the idea that I have for my app, and it'll write the code for me. All of a sudden, you're starting to sell some apps. You have to employ a person. But a lot people, of the barrier, though, ten. too, is, okay, so how do I market that? How do I get it out? Because not everything just pops up on the That's Google correct. App Store. There's uh, other challenges here. But AI can step into that space Help as well. Help with all of hey. that as well. In a crazy scale of small business, you're going to see these companies that are going to be starting to employ 10, 20, 30 people on a very large scale, and I think I made this note last week about National Day Calendar, for example. If it wasn't for technology, National Day Calendar would not exist because we can't afford to have 100 people on payroll. That's just right. as simple as that because we don't bring enough money in to do that. And if we didn't have technology, we would need 100 people to do what we do. So it's because of technology that makes this happen. So That's imagine prior that, to being on a national show, right? Yes, yeah, okay. yes. But it allows people, so the dreamers that are out there that are wanting to be entrepreneurs and are going to actually be able to get there probably a little quicker, especially in the tech realm. And So there's this, the very first interview I did at CES this year, oh my goodness, Dr. Kevorkian? Yeah. No. (laughs) I cannot believe it. So he invented the screens for it. This guy is crazy smart. And so he was. Without AI. Without AI, and he and then he comes out and he invents the folding screen. <clears throat> oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. This guy is crazy smart, and so he invents the screens. He ends up in China for the, for thirteen years. He comes back to the United States. He's from Louisiana, from New Orleans, and uh, then he comes back here. And right before the pandemic, Still have his accent, and uh, he's got it a little bit, yeah. but it's fun to listen to. And now he's in <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he has a hundred. This is crazy. This guy, he's like Tony Stark. He's got a hundred and fifty thousand square foot. R&D facility with every imaginable tool you can imagine. And this guy's cranking out inventions like you wouldn't believe. You and I have to go there. This guy gave me a standing invite to come in to Tulsa. This, in Tulsa. And it's unbelievable what he's creating. In fact, he's taken some of the ideas I've had in the past, something I developed. Well, I guess I can't talk about that. Yeah, I don't uh, talk about that. I do some stuff. Slow that's down, Marlo. Yes. Yeah. And, and sometimes you're right. My mind and my mouth don't like, yeah. But he's taken like one of the ideas that I did for the government and has actually produced this thing. And I'm just looking at this. Holy cow. But yeah, so he has this device that he made. I interviewed this guy for it's two hours. It's not that laser that redirects lightning strikes, is it? Because I was yeah. reading about that earlier this morning. Not quite. Okay. But that's interesting, too. So it's this, It's just a little bigger, and the reference to me is funny now as I'm saying, it's just a little bit bigger than a pack of cigarettes, okay? But it produces oxygen. So you push the button, and you put it next to your nose, and there's a couple of air sprouts out that are coming out of this thing. All it does is pulls air in and so pulls everything else purifies out. Purifies it. And, and then pushes oxygen to you. nasal cannula. $70. For fresh oxygen that you can just carry with you and just pull it out anytime you want it. Is that unbelievable? So if you're in Los Angeles on a yes. smog day, yes. you're like, I'm dragging. I yes. can use a little yes. bit of clean yes. air. That's like being exactly at the mountains. Right. 
it's it and it's crazy as i'm doing this and it's funny you bring that up because it smells that way it smells like after a lightning storm right the thunderstorm right. type of thing a little you know, sulfur so the, you in the air little, that clean you know, you ozone that negative yeah. ion going on so yeah he's a huge proponent of ozone by the way so he's got this he invented this thing that you just walk through this little foggy type of thing that just using air sanitizes Oh, so yeah. if you're concerned about a COVID situation in a school or whatever, you don't have to have alcohol and all this other crazy stuff for sanitizing. So there's tens of millions of new jobs that have been created because of the smart device. The same thing, in my opinion, is going on right now with artificial intelligence, with the moving to the electric vehicle, which I think is actually just a short-term thing because there's so many other technologies emerging. There was a, a, an engine that was introduced just a couple days ago that you can pick up with your hand. <laughs> it produces enough electricity to power a vehicle. Wow. And it runs on gasoline or whatever, but hundreds of miles a gallon as a tiny to Honda generator. Just hand in your hand. This thing is it's like a one stroke engine that weighs 13 pounds. I'm just looking at this and I'm like, and they're going to start using this in cars. There's this company in Europe that's going to start using this thing in cars. It's been stories floating around about different sort of carburation or injection systems. That BMW has a car right now that's going to be using an e-fuel. It was all about EVs, all about electric vehicles. Yeah. Over and over, you're just getting pounded this story. And now they're starting to report on some of the issues that are coming out because of electric vehicles. Because of what just happened on the East Coast with a big storm and everybody right. can't go anywhere. We yes. can't yeah. charge our vehicles. Exactly. We, we charge them and they don't work because yep. it's too cold yep. or, or too, too wet. hot or, or too wet. I, just, I, I still mean, think it, that it's just not practical for me in my lifestyle. I just don't see. And I'm not going to pay over a hundred or I think it was about $120,000 to run to the grocery store. That's where That's it comes thing, into. Right? Yeah, yeah. The cost, there's a cost prohibitive factor to that too, that is it going to fit in your lifestyle or is it just fluff? And I do believe that how we're looking at electric vehicles is totally different than how we're going to look at them five and ten years from now. These companies that are gearing up and putting billions of dollars into infrastructure to build these things are going to be shaking their heads five years from now. So, yeah, so we've been talking about artificial <laughs> intelligence, especially generative artificial intelligence. There's a lot of other artificial intelligence that we'll get into in other shows, like the stuff that's being put in your refrigerator and your toaster and light bulbs. And toaster? All this. Yeah, of course. AI is going to be in everything. Just telling you. There's smart chips going into everything right so now. So you're telling me through AI that scene in Ghostbusters 2 could actually happen with the <laughs> dancing toaster. I, I could be attacked by my toaster someday. My guess will be that when Skynet takes it someday over. in the future, your toaster, you'll be able to, from your phone, type in a message and it'll just toast that into the bread. Your house will just have a voice like you are on yeah. Star Trek, right? Whenever we have that fight, I get even though. Yeah. I'm like, fine. So you'll just say... I'll put the knob back. You'll just say... And then I'll leave the toilet seat up, just on purpose. <laughs> I say, you, you could put it down. I just... So your smart toilet will just do that for you. <laughs> they have those now, though. They do those have Japanese those toilets now. are amazing. The smart toilets. And now they're, they're starting to put sensors in them so that they can tell you. That I actually talked to a few of these companies. What I temperature told... do you want the water to caress your buttocks? <laughs> 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 they're... 
they have LED changing lights. It's like a more, disco show. Where's the disco ball yeah, in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. They're more interested right now. These sensors are <laughs> interested in what's going on in your body, so they'll tell you if you, you didn't get, get enough doctor, fiber this morning. That's exactly yep. right. We're talking AI today, and there's so many different directions to go with this. We should have asked AI what direction we should go with this. That might have worked, right? That might have worked. But the- we're talking about the proprietary information. It's something like a smart toilet. Yeah. A, like a Japanese toilet, which is a smart toilet, but smart toilets are becoming smarter or super smart toilets. Part of your medical. So that's what's going to go on here, right? Is that farming information? If you go and buy a smart toilet and. Super smart toilet. Yeah, I guess there's the smart and the yeah. super smart. So the super smart actually will read what you put into the toilet. <laughs> it's like and, going to your doctor and bring and getting yeah, a get, fecal or yeah, a, a urine, urine sample. sample, right? That's what this is, right? Think of it from a business perspective. You put one of these smart toilets in and you got an employee that needs to take a pee test. It's like you can do it right there. See, so this but this is where it gets interesting. And we had this discussion, right? So there's you, so many different places. Is that information going to go so well, I, the information supposed to go to you. But I've got a healthcare app. So right. it my chart so my chart, does that mean that if I've got this super smart toilet at home and it's connected to whatever my medical app is, that's connected to that toilet app, and my doctor gets this information that throws up a red flag that you need to come in and get a doctor's appointment right, right away, right. or we're going to let this guy go before we have this catastrophic health cost through our medical plan. Okay, so there's that. There's a lot of dark sides to this that I don't think... Maybe we should ask AI, what are some of the adverts? <laughs> uh, there's things we, just, we have not thought about. I'm just curious as to, because I've always been... You're predisposed been, for Parkinson's disease. Okay, right. we need to let this employee go at the age of 45 before those symptoms could start kicking in at 50 because we don't want that long-term hit on our medical plan. So you're thinking like... For employment, for insurance, it could even. Pull well, the there, there's more right? that comes back to the insurance side of things because that people understand. So that the insurance could say, "I'm only going to insure you to the age of 50 because right. you have a predisposition." Or to is this. my? They already dictate a lot of those areas, so I can see more of that coming. You talk about the big brother mentality. So there's a huge invasion on privacy in your home right now. Oh, Huge. very much. Your TV listens to you. You have devices. You have smart technology in your home. It's listening and You're tracking not you, right? as secure as you think you are. So then you put a toilet in. And let's say you do partake in some illegal substance. There's a lot of gray area when it comes area. to the legalities of that Home Privacy Act. So I think this is where it's going to get really interesting as we move forward because your refrigerator is going to know what's in your refrigerator. Somebody's opened this door a lot. In a different direction. Tell you what, over the next 10 years, there's going to be so much to unpack. Yep. It's going to be absolutely crazy. I agree with that. That's the one that's scary to me. That's where, okay, you potentially can cross a lot of lines right now. Because you're absolutely right. Because what you're doing is not good for the greater good. So guess what? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a lot to think about. You'll yeah. we'll have to ask the AI about. Okay, we'll do uh, that. <laughs> wow. But there's a lot. To, bottom line, where we started this conversation this morning is you really don't think there's a lot to worry about. About Nope, you're going to lose your job because AI is there. There'll be, it might change. Right. But it'll I don't be, think you're going to lose it. 
over time. Right. It's not changing right. tomorrow. It's not changing next week. But I would highly encourage people to start using artificial intelligence in their day-to-day work because I think it'll make your job better and easier. Well, so. so as an employee, if you're starting to utilize some of those tools through AI that are there and you make yourself more efficient, aren't you making yourself a more valuable employee? Thank you for listening to The Tech Ranch with the Guru of Geek, Marlo Anderson. This has been a Q1 Network production.